It looks like it's working. Yep. We're live Sweet. on Twitter. Let's check Facebook. Welcome aboard, folks. Hello. As what we usually do when we start here is we just kind of kill some time for a few minutes and wait for people to show up. And this is the first time that I'm using Restream from this end. We use Restream on Wealth, Power, and Influence, the show that I do with Jason Stapleton. And we use Restream all the time there. He's always the run running, one running the stream. This time, it is moi. And oh. it looks fantastic. It seems like technology is happening. Technology is very happening. Yeah. Extremely happening. Well, I like okay. that. All righty. Let me post this in here. Is this going to be the one... Um, is this going to be the one where we where we announce stuff? Um, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe we'll do that today. Maybe okay. we'll announce some stuff. All right. Well, I guess. I mean, can we start off with uh, with uh, our first sponsor, Mudwater? <laughs> Happy uh, to have Mudwater sponsoring the show. I'm going to try it. Uh, You're showing us the nutritional information. Oh yeah, I forgot that what's in front of me is not. We're well. The whole fucking thing is nutritional information. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's one of those. I think that's their thing. Like, like it just shows the ingredients on it. You know. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I just uh, I'm happy to have Mudwater jump on board so early. I know I know all the fans can't wait to uh, watch me taste it for the first time live. Oh, you've never tasted it before. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is for the business of show, Matthew. Oh, oh, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, I ruined it. Over. I ruined okay. it, everyone. Yeah. I've never tasted it well, before, I mean, so. I mean, once some people get in here, I'm sure that they'll be uh, <laughs> very anxious to see. Okay, well, then uh, our second sponsor is Chipotle. Eat at Chipotle, this is, especially this if, is just you, amazing. if you are a, uh, a pregnant or breastfeeding mom who has a child who is lactose and or soy intolerant. You... Uh, <laughs> can eat at Chipotle and consume neither lactose nor soy. And it's Ooh. very, very few restaurants that you can do that at. Very few. Basically, everything has some form of soy in it. We thought Jersey Mike's had no soy. And I was like, okay, cool. I went and looked through their allergen menu. It says no soy, no soy, no soy. I'm like, fantastic. Okay, let me just check the ingredients. One of the first, like the first ingredients of the mayo, which says no soy, is soybean oil. How does that work? <laughs> One of the main ingredients in the white bread, which has no soy, is soybean oil. So there went that. We were all excited that there was another place that we could uh, that we could eat at. But Amy is having to do this for the little man. The little man has had some puking issues, and we aren't sure whether it's related to uh, to something Amy's been eating or or what. Some babies did a little research, and some babies are just what they call happy spitters, and they just spit up all the time, and it just kind of is what it is. But I mean, he's done it like 14 times in one day, and that just kind of seems like that's not quite right. So um, Amy decided that she'll try just cutting a whole bunch of stuff out and see if that works. And so far, um, jury's out. We'll see. So far, jury's out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it says there was an error loading comment, so comments may not come through. On this setup, there may be something with it that I have to figure out later on. Hmm. So if anybody is commenting, I'm very sorry. I can't see it. What I'll do is I will I see open it up for the comments. That's do you, you do see yeah. it? Okay. Well, I'll open up the comments on YouTube because that's the that's the stream right. that I care the most about. Right. Sorry to everyone else so who's on, not on YouTube. 
Is this is this fascinating content if you're watching? Oh, I'm sure it's absolutely gripping. <laughs> uh, so we're, wait, so just to keep track, we are on we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Correct. Okay, and we've we've gotten sponsors from Mudwater and Chipotle. Yeah, we're big time. Yeah, uh, we've earned the right to bullshit for five minutes. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, totally, so. totally. All righty, we'll get started here. Welcome aboard, folks. You are watching King Pilled or listening to King Pilled as it may be at some point in the future when we finally get our official like podcast actually set up and get these episodes uploaded so that all the people who are messaging us and asking us to make it a podcast because it's easier to listen that way. Well, we may be able to accommodate that for you guys. So um, part of what we want to talk about today is really what the whole purpose of this show is, like what we're doing, what, 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 what does King Pilled mean? Why are we doing the show? What's our what's our goal here? What's our call to action? as they say in marketing speak. And so we're going to get into that. We'll talk about that for the, for the latter half of the show. There's a couple other subjects that, that we wanted to, uh, to touch on. One of them being, as you can see in the title, the uh, Time Magazine, their, uh, I guess you call it a, like a demoralization campaign, I think is probably the best way to That's to not what I took from that it. at all. No? I thought it, no, I thought it was a broad spectrum, bipartisan effort to fortify the elections. True. We should have we true. We should have talked about this before to make sure we're honest. This is right. gonna be weird. Yeah, this might get awkward. Well, right. and, and well we, I'll listen we to have, what you have to say about it, but I mean we, I read the article and it <laughs> just kind of seemed like a lot of people came together to try to make sure that um I don't know, fascism didn't undermine democracy. Right, right. You have to make sure that yeah. democracy, democracy is able to fully express itself by ensuring that it doesn't express itself in any ways that go against the desires of the corporate elites. Um, there will be no coup. No coup will happen. We will do whatever necessary to prevent a coup. <laughs> we will do whatever the fuck it takes to prevent that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, also, we have, a, we have a third party that we have, to, uh, we have to take into consideration here in this conversation. So it's not just your take or my take. We also have to consider YouTube's take. Because apparently what I've been hearing is that people who are talking about this time, this article that was published in Time, and they're speaking the about the things that Time published – as factual, they're being having their YouTube videos and channels taken down for disinformation. So really, at this point, it's kind of anyone's guess, like what is real and what isn't. But that is mm -hmm. partly deliberate. That's been a that's been a particularly uh, a, a deliberately created scenario by people who are have a vested interest in literally destroying society. Meta or meta Orwellian is that a term? Or Orwellian level, just infinity with, with this. That's that's you have you have to take your hat off to them. It's like Orwellception. Orwellception. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that Orwellception. There we Orwellception. go. All righty. So, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about right now, I pulled out a couple of the uh, the the key clips from the. From the from the article, it's a long article, and I'll I, I have to be completely honest. I haven't actually read the whole thing. I just kind of got into it a little ways, and I was like, okay, I get the point. I'm a busy guy. I've got a little baby and all this stuff, so yeah. I, I understand where they're going with it. And I don't need to read the whole thing to to weigh in on it. So anybody who has a problem with that, uh, you can you can you can just listen in silence because I won't listen to you. Uh, okay, so. The the actually I, I went and didn't get the title of it the actual titles so maybe Stephen while you're while I'm talking here you can pull up the actual title of the article it's something oh, about a shadowy yeah. cabal and the way that they protected the 2020 election or something to that effect <laughs> and there was no, two key that's the name of it <laughs> basically yeah yeah 
so there was there was two key paragraphs from it that I, I took away. It's basically once I read these two paragraphs, I was like, okay, okay, cool. Yep. Well played, well played, good game. So I'll read the first one. So it said, in a way, Trump was right. Interesting. That's probably the first time that Time Magazine has published the phrase, Trump was right. They said, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Huh, the CEOs were coordinated. Interesting. The CEOs care very much about democracy. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. Huh. What do you know? I wonder who's been talking about left-wing activists and business titans joining forces. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain. Inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial, racial justice protests. Oh, that was nice of them to acknowledge that they were sometimes destructive. It's interesting but that mostly people, obviously, two months ago, they were completely peaceful. They were, you know, they weren't destructive at all. They were 93 percent peaceful, which is 100 percent. It's the exact same thing as 100 percent. Two plus well, two equals five and 93 equals 100. What? It depends how you round what significant right. figure you're rounding to. Well, yeah, and, and as you, if you listen to our last episode, we talked about left-wing hypocrisy and how it's a feature, not a bug. Then you would know that they, uh, the, the actual way that these people think is if right-wing does it, bad. If left-wing does it, good. And this is a, an explicit tactic. It's, an explicit, it's, a, it's a key component of the ideology because that's what favors those with power. Because they get to dictate the terms of the conversation and they leave everyone else constantly reacting to them. And when someone else is reacting to you, you have them on your playing field. The left gets to dictate the terms of every conversation. The right follows along trying to keep up and trying to stop them with like futilely. That's why you get something like Ted Cruz says to AOC, hey, here's something we agree on. Let's work together. And AOC basically says, eat shit and is lauded for it. So anyways, and while we're at, while we're at that, I can give you the title of this. Yeah, yeah, like, do it. I, I listen. I listen to a lot of uh, right wing shows say almost this exact same sentence um, before they just, were permanently deplatformed. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just like I know we're kind of like a little late to the party talking about it, but it's just really good. They're so ballsy. It's it's just crazy <laughs> that they just well okay. they 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 explicitly put it out there, and I'm going to explain why in just a little bit. So let me finish this quote here. So uh, starting over, he says both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain, inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests, in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital. Interesting that you would juxtapose those two together. There's a there's a specific ideology that specifically constantly concerns itself with capital and labor in like they just, they use those terms as buzzwords all the time. I wonder what ideology that could be <laughs> in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. What was Trump's assault on democracy? You might add this is not me reading. This is me. My own voice. Trump's assault on democracy was his insistence that the le only the legal votes be counted and all of the illegal votes not be counted. That was an assault on democracy that could not be tolerated. And in order to ensure that that wasn't tolerated, here's the next paragraph. 
That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream. A well-funded cabal of powerful people, they even use the... They, they even use the term cabal for crying yeah, I, out loud. I want to, I, I want to, I want to, I want to, I have questions before, before you break it down. I just want to take a, a, a stab at some of these, but keep, keep, re that's one of them though, but keep reading. Okay. Please, let, please, let me finish please. this and I'll pass yeah, it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. A well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, perceptions of what I wonder to what end? change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> so I like I to me like, if I was to sit down and write this and then just read it on YouTube, my expectation would be that my YouTube channel would be be shut right. down. That would be my expectation. Mm -hmm. If I described exactly this, because this is, I mean, I'm probably small potatoes enough. Like this show is, 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 you know, it's, it's not Joe Rogan experience yet. So I kind of yeah. probably fly under the radar in a lot of things, but mm. this exact phrase is precisely what was borderline criminalized. Trump is being right. impeached for describing this exact process. And this was published so, in Time magazine. Yeah, we got to figure out. That's why. That's why the race I want to get is like, okay, the subscribers, God willing, are gonna are gonna build, right? But like, can we say stuff that's like, you know, no, no enough that will that will be like a channel with under two hundred like subscriptions that is like, ah, we're, now they're they're gone. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to kind of see before it gets you know, like a more respectable number of, uh, of subscribers, which please subscribe. Yes. Please yes. subscribe. If you're please do to. subscribe. If you're, do this experiment. Right, right. You can help us with our experiment. We can see which, which happens first. We reach say a thousand subscribers yeah. or we get the channel entirely. taken away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is going to be like the amazing race. So, yeah. so yeah. So if you can, could, I, whatever can platform you guys are watching yeah. on, if you're watching on, uh, on Facebook or on, on uh, on Twitter or on YouTube right now, uh, if you could like and subscribe the subscribe to the channel um, or follow me on Twitter, you can send me a friend request on Facebook if you want. I may or may not accept it. Um, this stream is private on Facebook, so if you probably actually can only see it if you're a friend of mine. So, anyways, ignore that part. So, so yeah, subscribe to the show, like like this episode, and share it with someone because this will be. But like I said last time, please don't share it with someone who you think won't like it, because. <laughs> I want to have an echo chamber. The purpose of this show is to create an echo chamber. And all I want is people who agree with me. I want to preach to the choir. That's my goal on this show. That's we'll fast forward to, to later on. That's my goal on the show is to preach to the choir. So if someone won't like this show, please do not show it to them. Okay. Um, so back to what you're I saying. Take a stab? Can I take a stab at just like this whole thing? Stab away. Like, yeah, because I, I really haven't had a chance to talk with anybody about it. I've seen, I've, I've I haven't seen like an in depth kind of a of of a thing on it. I first heard it on like Bannon's show, um, which I absolutely watch um, once a week now. Now once a week, but like what's I realized I should have been watching it. Um, I'm just posting the show somewhere. I I realized I should have been watching it um, more because basically this what this article was Bannon's show for the um, since November. 
I mean, everything that they were that they were talking about. Um, let's go with let's let's do the cabal thing. You know what I mean? This is just sort of my my question with this, how, just how this stuff works. Right. So I know it doesn't work that, you know, someone is just, you know, Bill Gates and whoever aren't like conference calling each other and going, ha this is the article that we're going to have our AI write. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Um, but I just wonder whoever's writing this article, like, are they just kind of like a, like a, like a believer? You know what I mean? Are they just the most like, like blue pill person ever? And they're just like, yeah. And then that article sort of gets used for this brilliant purpose. Or is this person who wrote it like just, do they have some level of like deviousness in them that they know what this is going to do? Do you have like, so for example, the word cabal, right? Like it, it, is she sitting there typing like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use cabal. That's going to, that's going to get them. Right. Or does someone kind of like come over to her, her shoulder and just be like, Hey, um, let's, 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 let's use cabal. What do you think? And she's just like, what if, what does cabal mean? It's like, nah, just, yeah, just put cabal right there. It's going to, you're really going to put it over the top. Trust me. And she's like, okay, like, how does it work? Actually, I think that there's probably a combination of both there. I think that part of this is is gloating. Part of this is is an, an explicit thing to to rub it in people's faces. So that's why I called it a demoralization campaign. Right. That, oh, that okay. me, yeah, I, I want to guess on that one, but go, yeah, I want to guess on that one. All right. So for me, this article, regardless of like whatever happens, you know, with, with how it comes about, if it just got plucked as like yes, that's the article. Which, by the way, I did see. Uh, a couple places. Um, it might have been, might have been being libertarian, and I don't know if I just missed like the tone of what they were saying, but they posted it and they said something like, "Seems like a weird thing to brag about." I don't know if I missed the sarcasm or how I should have been taking that. But it was just like, no, it's not a weird. It's 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 exactly what they would do is is brag about this, right? Um, and and then I think even like Tim Pool was just like, "I can't believe this is in Time Magazine," or and it's just like, "Yo, you precious little." I just want to. <laughs> Take him sometimes and just – I'm not going to take the beanie off. I don't want – we don't need to know what's going under there. I just want to lift it up a little bit. I know it gets scratchy, and I just want to coddle him and just scratch just like where the elastic is and the beanie. And just – if there's a little bit of hair that comes through, I just want to brush it out of his face delicately. It's so – it's just like – I can't – Times has published an article. Unbelievably, it's just – it's like, no, it's not unbelievable. It's exactly what they would do, right? Tim Pool. His YouTube, no. his the titles of his YouTube streams stress me out. Like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, I had to unsubscribe from him for a little while because I kept scrolling through, and all of them are like capitalized word, punchy <laughs> phrasing, and it's just like, okay, dude, okay, all right, I get it, I get, I get the SEO, but, but Jesus Christ, you're, it's, it's like, it's like uh, Don Junior. You follow Don Junior on Telegram? It is. <laughs> It is I didn't even know you could, but I'm going to It is agonizing. No, 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 no. It's, every no, it's single not, post is exactly bad. the same. It's a stream you of him me. with a white bar across the top of the stream that has like a – it's like TPUSA clickbait for – it's like TPUSA boomer clickbait is every single one of his things. And he looks like he's on hour 46 of a Coke bender. Every single one are of you, them. Are you going to give me a reason not to subscribe and follow him on fucking Telegram? No, no. You, you, I'm telling you, just on? like this is why you want to subscribe. You okay. need to see. Yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's <laughs> I, I, if the dude is trying to angle for like a future like run for office or something, he's got another thing coming because <laughs> like it, it, his whole thing, his whole thing just screams grift. He got he got like 
he's actually if you listen to him talk, he's very much like his dad. He's starting to have the cadence and the and the the enunciation and stuff of his dad. But he got like he got all of the yeah. grift side of his dad and none of the persuasion side. So he comes off as a as a straight up like con man who's kind of has a little bit of Hello Fellow Kids to him as well. The 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 Hello Fellow Kids <laughs> meme. He's kind of got a bit of that yeah. that vibe to him as well. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, right, back so, to uh, back, back to the the, the shadowy I'm, cabal. I'm the cabal. Yeah. And so so all right. This is written. All right. This is written like like you said to demoral. Okay. All right, there's, a, there's a, it's at least two or three different kinds of people that this article is written for, right? So it's written for the people in the, in the shadowy cabal or the people who want to be in the shadowy cabal um, because they just can't, they can't help themselves but write this article. There's even a line in there somewhere um, where, where, where they really alluded to that. They're just like, it's just like, oh, we just, we just, ha- we had to just tell you what we, what we did, you know, in, in, in so many words. And this is like, oh, yes, you're so, um, <laughs> But also, this is also giving marching orders to the people who have um, just like the most predictable opinions that are indistinguishable from like CIA talking points, for example. Um, like a lot of my Facebook friends who think that they're they're rebels. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you sound like the CIA. It's weird. Um, and so it, it, that that's like the the people who take it at face value. That's the people that need to kind of know what to think, right? Right. It's instruction. And, and with that, with that, Matthew, this is my thought, if I may call you Matthew. Um, you may. There has to be a reason, and I'm going to get the demoralization part, but I'm, I'm doing good so far. You're doing good. I haven't. Okay. Yeah, you're on it. All right. So, all right. So with the marching orders, right, you know, they were, they were rolling with this was the most fair election ever. So are they worried that – this is going to come out in like an, in the impeachment trial or it's like something's going to drop that they need to know how to enter. I see you nodding. So something's going to come out. Right. And like, they're just, they're just kind of setting up, well, you're going to find this out, but um, this times article is going to tell you how to interpret the thing that's going to come out in like they're, two weeks. Is they're it, pre-framing. Pre-framing. Yeah. Yes, okay. They're taking control of the narrative before it, before the narrative takes control of them. So I'm assuming it also right. coincided with this Mike Lindell video coming out. And I think they probably oh. can acknowledge that this, that this stuff is going to spread no matter what, like yeah. it's, it's, they need to get out and control this narrative. They need to get ahead of it and ensure that it doesn't get away from them. And, and to your point, I think that there's probably a lot of, I think there's a large number of people who have convinced themselves of this narrative, that this narrative is true, that this was actually a noble act to save the election, to prevent it because um, they they just are so thoroughly persuaded that Trump is literally Satan and that, you know, that, that, you know, the only way to stop this fascist coup was by voting him out, uh, which is, which is a very common tactic for stopping fascist coups is ensuring that they are, uh, they're voted out uh, because most fascists attempting a coup they're they're really well known for for just respecting the results of the vote, even when there was really um, lots of reasons not to respect it necessarily. I don't really want to. What was the what was the 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 phrase that we Matthew, used before? It was it was uh, voter squad. That, <laughs> voter squad. You, you better not be insinuating that there was a shadowy cabal doing anything <laughs> with to this fortify election. the election. <laughs> yeah, because our YouTube channel has over 100 subscribers and you think that 
Do you think I'm just going to take it lying down that, that <laughs> I put in all this effort for nothing after we get that deep platform for you insinuating? <laughs> Matthew, for there was for no me insinuating that there was some kind of boater squad. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no boater squad in this election. What it's funny that we don't have to do, like, code for shadowy small. cabal. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me tell you exactly what happened. There was, a, there was a secret history, Matthew, of a shadowy campaign that saved the 2020 election. So enough of whatever you were talking about. All right, and so for the demoralization, right, that one's, I think, pretty obvious. Um, there's a word for this, but, like, since 9-11 – I don't know if it caught them off guard that people were going to kind of see that there, there might be something funny going on with, with 9-11. Um, but it seemed like, it seemed like they were just, it seemed like the news came to them like this. It's like, oh man, hey, people are kind of finding out that there might be uh, some things that are not part of the official story of 9-11. And then for like a minute, they were like, oh, wait, what? And then a minute later, they're like, eh, fucking, what are they going to do? Let's just put it in their face, you know? And it kind of started there. And so now, you know, with this demoralization, they're just like, yeah, this, yeah, that's what we did. If, if you're smart, if, if, you, if you can see through this Times article and you're not, you're not taking it at face value, yeah, we're talking to you. We're telling you exactly what you did. This is like, you know, in, be in between the lines. Um, it, in, in, fact, in fact, we're going to put cabal in there. For, 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 specifically for because it'll trigger you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And with right. that, what I'm saying is like – for for some of the um what was our code word for the building the, on Mars? oh i don't remember i can't remember yeah i don't either yeah we haven't spoken anyway, in code for too long yeah that that the building that that seemed to cause some problems on the sixth um for for the people inclined to that kind of behavior i think this article is is trying to uh, you know, basically saying to them, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do something to kind of help our little narrative that we have going with our domestic terrorism thing, by the way, because like this article is fucking nuts. It's you like it's I mean? like that, like that meme of the guy standing with a stick, like poking something and he's like, do yeah. something. So it's like, do an insurrection. They're like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Like just prodding, prod, 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 prod. If we prod yeah. you enough, eventually you guys will do what you want. Because because this is OK. To, to Curtis Yarvin's credit, I, I thought his whole like vote for Biden because it'll take the wind out of the sails of the left. I thought that whole thing was, was, was honest, was frankly probably the worst call that he's ever made. I was just watching a, a show he did about a month ago where he was talking to a guy and he kind of elaborated on it a little more. He talked about how politics is fundamentally a, a, a friend versus enemy game and that the goal with every political move is to do something that will, that will be good for your friends and bad for your enemies. And he said, if you look at Trump, while Trump was president, what happened to the enemies? All the enemies were all completely energized. The New York Times like like quadrupled their revenue or whatever. And CNN was saved from bankruptcy. And like all these all these things all happened because of Trump. So with Trump being there, he was he was really the, the ultimate effect. The actual effect of his presence was that it caused um, all of the enemies to be empowered and juiced up and, and just geeked out to 11 and just wound up all the time. Um, and, and willing to, to, to like, like raise the planet in front of them before them to, to accomplish whatever they wanted. And so by putting Biden in, he, he reasons this actually it reveals the system even more for what it is. It's to, to the, the nature of it being both like both a paper tiger and like a, a, a deranged drunk baboon at the same time. And 
by so so ultimately that favors his you know his perspective in the long run because a lot of people are just not going to be able to believe it anymore and it'll be a red pilling moment. Um, so so that was kind of his theory with it, which uh, okay I, I I'm willing to say right now that I'll back down from I think it was the worst call he ever made to juries out I think he's wrong but I'm willing to suspend. Uh, my take on it for a little while to see what happens. I still think like long run, I'm pause. I'm, I'm optimistic because like long run, I'll bet on the human spirit. I'll bet on human ingenuity. I'll bet on, on this, this great awakening. I'll, I'll do that long term, but short term, I'm, I'm quite fairly pessimistic. And I think that Biden's election was the, uh, if Trump had been reelected, I think that the positives that we would have gained from that would have vastly outweighed the negatives because there definitely would have been negatives with him being reelected. But anyway, so, so back to the, back to the demoralization campaign. So you're, you're, you're spot on here. Part of the, 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 the goal here is the double standard again, back, back to the double standard. If we, if we get to say it and it's a good thing, but when you say the exact same thing, it's a bad thing and will destroy your life. Th- that's, this is a really powerful technique for demoralizing people, like literally breaking people down psychologically, especially when they don't have any power, which any of the people who have a problem with what time is saying have no power. They have no no way to do anything about it. If they so much as like step a, like get a, a toenail wrong, then they're going to get nuked from orbit. This is like the the whole system is resting on a hair trigger right now, just desperately begging for someone to step out and do something untoward that can then be, you know, for a cause for a, a further advance toward the new Patriot Act. So so this is this is a that that's that's the demoralization aspect. And I think that ultimately that's that's the most sinister reading of it. But I think it's also the most significant. I think that's the. The, the ultimate goal here is they're making the double standard explicit. They're, they're explicitly acknowledging it um, with the secondary purpose, I think, uh, being that they're they're trying to get out ahead of any narrative that's coming out. They're trying to retain control of it. One thing that that I, I don't know if anybody else has pointed this out or if this is exclusively a Curtis Yarvin observation, but he talked about how if you can get somebody who's following you to believe the truth, that's not that great of an accomplishment. It's kind of like whoop de doo but if you can get someone who's following you to believe a lie, to believe something that's false, um, especially to believe something that's transparently false, that's completely absurd, that's a fantastic way of marshalling support around a common cause and demonstrating loyalty. Because if you if you are willing to believe something that's patently absurd for the sake of the cause, you are fully bought in. And this was a technique that was used, this is a Soviet technique, to uh, to just, you know, like something like, like, I don't know, the, the sky is purple and everyone just has to believe the sky is purple and acknowledge, yep, the sky is purple. They look out, yep, sure enough, the sky is purple. And and it, it's an emperor has no clothes sort of, a, sort of a dynamic. And that will ultimately, if you can force people to believe a lie and to, to openly acknowledge that it's a lie, this is the same with the, the, like, trans women are women. It's the same concept that if you can convince people to believe a lie, and force them to believe it and force them to repeat it, you will break them down psychologically. And when people are broken down psychologically, they're, you know, they're obviously much easier to control. So that was, that's basically kind of my take on the whole, this, this, this whole time thing. And I think that, I think the fact that it triggers the right is, is the, the purpose. I think it's explicitly designed to trigger and demoralize and 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 pacify the right while at the same time 
to pacifying did in, in, in large part, while at the same time getting those radicals and really riling them up, really trying to encourage them to step out and to do something that can justify, you know, the hammer coming down. So I would encourage people for whoever's listening out there. I don't advocate any sort of action against the regime. I think that the regime is the authority. The regime is in power and it is best to let them be in power and not to do anything illegal. Don't commit any acts of violence or illegality. Be a very good little boy or girl. And uh, no matter what you do, don't hold me responsible for anything. So, you know, there's always at the end of like these, ep these episodes or whatever, um, I'll be like, yeah, that was fun. Fuck, I totally forgot to say this one thing. Um, last week, last week's was, um, <clears throat> last week's was, uh, we we're talking about AOC, right? Yeah. As we are wont to do. Maybe me more than you. Um, but, uh, but when, when we were talking, when we we're talking about, um, like, it's, you know, the idea of like, oh man, AOC might lose her seat. It's like, okay. Do you not see that she's like a complete fucking animal and like, like, I don't know. She doesn't, she doesn't need to be like in, in that. She can just exist. Like, look at, um, this, this article is, ba is, is basically, I mean, it should be talking about Stacey Abrams and how important, you know, like her efforts have been. And she, like, I don't know, like, look at, I mean, people were like dancing that, you know, she, uh, lost her, uh, you know, her, her, her race or whatever. And just like, it doesn't matter. She, she, she like, I mean, what percentage, um, what percentage credit do you give her for, you, for, for, you know, having Biden get elected? It I sounds mean, like she played a pretty it, big role. It's not insignificant, you know, you won't find her in that article though. I don't think. I wouldn't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think her name's in there. Huh? Like so they... it's just, it didn't say like of all like the, um, of all the, uh, you know, the, the organization of this organization of that. And, you know, this advisor to the leader of whatever alphabet organization that they would talk about, they did name, they named some names, but man, she won one of them. I noticed that they so mentioned the democratic socialists of America. That was pretty great. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I wonder, I just wonder how much of this article gets input, um, very specific input, you know, um, you know, just, just for specific words and, um, <clears throat> you know, things that they want in there that will drive like four people nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just wonder. This is, this, the article is like, is peak, is peak neoliberal. Like that's the, when people talk about neoliberal, this is the, this is the perspective here. This is not, a, a lot of people look at the left and they might say something like, oh, it's Bi like Biden's not a communist. He's not going to let communism, blah, 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 whatever. You don't understand this dynamic. You don't understand the dynamic of the left. The, the, the establishment, the, the cabal, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the, 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 the alphabet organizations, whatever this organization is that ultimately like governs, that truly runs the government, and really they run the global governments, but they, they, that is neoliberalism. Neoliberalism is the perspective of the regime. It's the ideology of the regime. It uses all of these other ideologies. It panders to other ideologies. It capitalizes on other ideologies. And ultimately, as we talked in the last, it was the last episode of the episode before, we talked about communism and why the why a, a ruling class would favor communism more than any other group, actually, because it's such an effective tool for them to govern with. It's an effective tool for them to use. They, they get this 
well, number one, they don't have to be bound to facts or reality. They get to create their own reality on the fly. So they can just create whatever reality they want that justifies them doing whatever they want and putting themselves in power. So that's a really big feather in their cap. But it also gives them an army of really, really stupid people who don't have anything to live for who will do whatever is necessary as long as you promise them a cupcake. You know, if you promise them a cupcake at the end of the day, they'll go out and they'll, like, burn down a sheriff's department or they'll, you know, they'll do whatever you want them to. Because ultimately you're you're dangling the carrot in front of them, and you can you, you get this you built up this entire army that will do whatever you need to. So you can stick them on all of your enemies, and you can and then you can ultimately use them to destroy themselves. Because again, you're the one you you are the ones who get to dictate reality. You've you've used this postmodern neo-Marxist uh, lens to to through the press to govern society by by the the official narrative that's created is whatever you want it to be. It's, it doesn't have to be bound to reality. It doesn't have to be bound to facts. Facts are oppressive. You know, reality is racist. You know, whatever you want to say. This is why this, this, this whole thing is massively favorable to the regime because they'll use it for whatever they need to. So when you say Joe Biden isn't a communist, you're miss, you've, you've lost the plot. You don't understand what's happening. Joe Biden isn't a communist. Joe Biden uses communism. Joe Biden wants, and by, when I say Joe Biden, obviously I don't mean the the, the you know, mostly senile old guy walking around in diapers. I mean, the people who are governing him, the people who have, he's a, he's a front for a shadowy cabal that, uh, that works to fortify oh, elections, <laughs> fortify elections in all kinds of different, different, different countries. Like maybe perhaps Myanmar. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so um, go ahead. I, it, it's just that it's been almost 40 minutes and I haven't shown on libertarians yet. And it's, it's killing me. Come on, do I, it. It's just, it's just quick. It's just quick. But, um, you know, it just – and I know it's no one who's watching this or listening to this, God willing, one day when we, when we get it on audio. Um, but, you know, just if you have a friend, if you have a friend and you, you just kind of observe that you know, a lot of libertarians took the opportunity, uh, you know, with this whole election to treat it as, ha-ha, looks, looks like the, the, the big – contribution to the discussion was, oh, it looks like, uh, you know, th the other side is having their not my president moment. Ha 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 ha. Let me smoke my pipe um, and be very happy with myself. It's just like that's both sides that's are level, equally bad. Right. That's the that's like the level of insight. Now, if all you want to do, if all you aspire to do is just be able to just come up with like surface level criticisms of both parties and like that's what you want, like, I don't know, go for it. But it's just, you know, I don't know. Take a look because, um, you know, who was who was not shying away from this idea that there was more um, more to the election than was being discussed. So I'm not even talking about like just us, but like, I don't know. Give credit where credit's due, man. Like. Like a lot of just like conservative radio, you know, you could even kind of see, you know, people talking about like this. And so I, I, I get it. Um, you know, you just you take it for what it's it, it's worth. It's kind of corny, or whatever. But you have to just sort of observe who, who is able to like tell you what's going on when it's not being written by Time Magazine. You know what I mean? You just have to you just have to just kind of keep track. So you know, if it's like so, this is what I do. Just for for, for instance, I looked at like Bannon. You know. Because I, I I love Steve Bannon, Steve Daddy. Bannon I love so much. Yes, I I would I considered at one point I found out that he was a Ph, and I thought about changing to a Ph, and like 
I would never do that for like anybody. I just presume that if you named <laughs> your, your kid Stephen with a PH, that well, I'm not gonna tell you what I presume because I like I like having a, a, a YouTube channel for <laughs> next five minutes. Um, but anyway, I, I would change it for for Stephen K. Bannon. But I, I looked at it, and I was like, man, if this is this is either this is either just like really elaborate amounts of um, disinformation to try to, you know, get some sort of populist and en- keep some sort of populist energy going for something, or he's just trying to market his show or, or this is real. I, I don't know. It, it started to seem like, like the, the stuff was legit it just passed the smell test for me, but I, I, you know, I stayed skeptical um, and everything kind of fell apart. And then the, the, the time magazine piece came out and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So I'm up, I'm with, with Steve Bannon and his observations about this stuff up until the point of, you know, right up until the point of, and that's why we need to, um, we need to elect good constitutional conservatives or, po- you know, it's just like, okay, all right, all right. Yep. 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 The constitution. Got it. Um, you know, it's just basically he doesn't, he seems smart enough to know the Constitution's dead, but he won't admit it. I don't know. Maybe he's got his reasons and it's over my head or whatever. But all I'm saying is that I mean, I'm so disappointed with the lack of like discussions from, you know, like libertarian podcasts and, um, and, you know, just, just general like sort of thought leaders in like the libertarian world and not, not to mention just libertarians on, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. Just, just trying to throw pot shots with, with no, no insight to anything. So if you're trying to understand what's going on, like just, I would, I would just be keeping track of where to look and where not to look. It was a That's really all. great example of how libertarians that like writ large, libertarianism writ large lacks a call to action. It doesn't have, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an ideology without a purpose. They've described the world that they want to live in, but they don't have a pathway. They haven't described a, a, a means for getting to that world. They, they have this idea that like if you act like that world already exists, if you pretend that we already live in that world, then kind of it'll like magically manifest it or something. So, you know, oh, I, I'm going to check out of the government. I'm going to check out. I'm not going to vote. Voting is violence. Voting is slavery. I'm not going to do that. You know, if I, as long as I check out and don't participate, then pretty soon other people will not participate as well. You know, did not vote would win the presidential election every single year. So if everyone just opts out, then, you know, pretty soon they're just not going to have any, any energy left and they won't be able to govern. And, you know, and they will all just magically wind up in utopia. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't comport to reality. Number one. The entire premise of libertarianism is that democracy is a flawed uh, ideology. It's a flawed means of governing. It's a, it's like a flawed worldview. Yet then they're kind of like, well, we need to appeal to the majority. And if the majority feels a certain way, then ta-da. And it, like, it doesn't like – how do you not recognize at this point that what the majority thinks or feels or wants doesn't have anything to do with anything? The only way that it has any relevance is if you're in a position where you get to control what the majority thinks and feels and wants, where you get to dictate it to them. When you're in that position, then it matters a lot because you get to tell them what to believe and how to act and, and what to do. And then you, you get that's that's when you get to bring about the world that you want to live in. But libertarians aren't interested in, in being in a position like that. They're not interested in positions of leadership. They're they're not interested in 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 engaging in something like something having to do with policy or even in just like going out and freaking like starting a business. The libertarians that are actually engaged in that in the public, the ones in the public eye are, are very few and far between. Now, I appreciate guys like Dave Smith or Eric July or some of these guys, Matt, Michael Malice, in large part because they're in the education and entertainment business. 
And I've said this over on, on Wealth Powered Influence with Jason Stapleton, that the future of liberty, the future of the liberty movement is in business, education, and entertainment. That's where you will change the world. Now, this doesn't mm -hmm. mean the political realm, just cut it out completely and don't engage with it and pretend it doesn't exist. You can do that if you want. But the problem is people do that. They say, OK, well, I'm just going to I'm not going to participate in the political system at all. And then they're going to go criticize the people who are participating in the political movement for not doing it right or something. If you're not going to participate, then don't participate. If you're going to sit on the sidelines and like insert your energy and like and like talk about whether this option or that option or whatever, you're participating. You're just participating and pretending not to participate, which is worse than not participating or worse than participating. It's the worst option of all. So libertarians need to be in the business. And I say this about libertarians, conservative, constitutional conservatives, whatever. If you share, broadly speaking, the worldview that all of us do, that basically you, you, you favor liberty, whatever that means to you, that you want to uh, live in a world with, with like free and open trade and, and, and like all these things that are, that are like right wing, you, you, you believe in stability, you believe in law and order, all these things that are like right wing principles, then you need to be in the business of making yourself the best you that you can be and doing smart things. Don't do <laughs> dumb things. Right now, the right wing, the, the story of the 20th century was the American right wing collapsing. And it was it was the only term that I could come up with earlier is, is I mean, we're not trying to monetize this this through YouTube anyway, so it doesn't matter. The only term I could come up with was the pussification of the right wing. The 20th century, the story of the 20th century was the pussification of the right wing. And it met its absolute culmination in the nomination of Mitt Romney for Republican president. That was the absolute, like the apotheosis of, of the American right wing. And then I'm going to interrupt you right here, Matthew, if I may call you Matthew, I'm sorry. Would a pussy have binders full of women? Yeah, I don't think so. Continue. <laughs> well played. Well played. Yeah. So this, the story of Good Trump really was kind one. of, <laughs> oh, it's a flesh wound. So the story of Trump is 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 a revival in in the I don't know the the spirit of the right wing, and um, you know so there's maybe people listen to this and they might say oh right wing and left wing are equally bad you want to be right in the middle, but yeah, that's 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 like th that this is midwit speak this is this is midwittery this is people saying things that sound smart but that are not smart at all. And we'll go into that. Well, that's kind of that's part of the purpose of the of this podcast is we want to we want to describe why this whole centrism thing is bullshit. Um, but we're going to get to that later. We're going to talk about the purpose of the show later. <clears throat> Before that, I'll remind you guys again, if you could, to like and share this video, no matter what platform you're, you're listening on, like, retweet, uh, share share whatever whatever you're going to do just get this get the show out to other people and help us grow um, help us reach a larger audience with this so that we can we can have a greater impact and i'll tell you what the impact is supposed to be later on so you just kind of got to right. stick around and wait for that and but share first it, share it, first and then find out later why why we're doing it exactly and if i may just give my what 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 i, I want to cut the leg my this is this is all a coup uh i've been playing a long game with matthew and i want to just overthrow him eventually he thinks i'm joking but everyone out there you know that I'm serious. I'm blinking at you in Morse code that I know Matthew doesn't know because he's in L.A. And people in L.A. don't know Morse, Morse code. But the purpose of this podcast is for me to um, enrich myself 
um, monetarily and um, and with gifts. And um, so, as you know, we have been sponsored by Mudwater, which I couldn't be more thankful about. Um, the purpose of the show, per se, is basically any um, when the meme came out at the beginning of the lockdowns and it said, um, if you're a white male, then try your best not to start a podcast. If you saw that and you felt immediately like you never had an impulse to have a podcast ever, but all of a sudden you were just overtaken with the idea that you wanted to have a podcast, this that's why this podcast exists. It's for you. It's it's uh, to serve catharsis for you. So if you go to Mudwater and use promo code white male, you will actually become 5% owner. You will get a share. It's not a public company, but if you um, go to mudwater.com, promo code white male, you will become a 5% owner um, of, of Mudwater, which is great. And so it's obviously capped at, uh, you know, 20 spots and, Probably the guy who invented it. He's not going anywhere. I mean, provided he's a he's a white. Obviously, it's a white male. Look at who who. I mean, who would really make this? Cacao lines main. Yeah, it's a white guy. All right. So there's nineteen. <laughs> there's nineteen more. Uh, I'm tasting it live on the air for the first time. It tastes exactly how you think it would. It tastes exactly how you think it would. But it's it's delicious. Um, Mudwater.com promo code white male. And I just wanted to say thank you um, for uh, Mr. Taylor. For sending me um, heat protectant plus for future streams, um, so that I don't light my hair on fire. And um, when we inevitably monetize this this show, uh, I will be for our supporting members. I will be covering my hair in this uh, this heat protectant plus with our argon oil, advanced two layer protection, and attempting to light my hair on fire. And that's going to be for supporting <laughs> listeners only. All right. We why don't you, why don't you, why don't you cover your hair in, in Gorilla Glue for him? Um, Did you yeah. see that story? No. Oh, it oh. sounds like a segue. Yeah. A, a chick, uh, apparently, she ran out of got-to-be-glued hair gel or cream or whatever. And so she said, well, I have a, a spray bottle of Gorilla Glue right here, so I'll just use that instead. No, she didn't. And it was, I don't know, she said it had been like three or four weeks, and her head is just like, it's like as freaking, she's a black chick. Her head is, is slicked back like shiny. It's just like hard and round and shiny and smooth as a, as a, as a bowling ball. Ooh, and I like just that. completely just, and she like takes a video and she like gets some, some shampoo or some conditioner or something, and she like rubs it all over on it. And it's just like, and she just takes a towel and just wipes it right off, and it just comes right off. She's completely, just completely toasted her hair. And and probably by that point her scalp was having some major issues. I can't I can't believe it wasn't itching. It was it, really it was probably just so covered in glue that it did it couldn't even itch. I did see that. I didn't know that. That's what I saw. But I saw pictures of that. That was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. So that's so for once we actually get a like a, a a subscription whatever deal set up here, so you guys can subscribe and have a a private room for us to go do private things. Then then uh, Stephen will put Gorilla Glue in his hair for you. Promo Anyways, code white mail. Promo code white mail. Okay. So so the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, was it did you is that all you had to say about the uh, the whole time shadowy cabal? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. There's. I'm so glad that we're doing this stream today as opposed to Sunday or whenever we thought we might do it because I. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> if if you I don't know if anyone read that article. If you read that article at the wrong time, I mean, I. I, I it's not, I don't, like, it's not going, uh, oh, this was my, this was just my overall point. I'm sorry. I knew if I talked long enough, I'd remember. The mask isn't slipping, okay? 
anyone who tells you the mask is slipping, it's not slipping. They're t- the mask is 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 hot and uncomfortable. It's annoying. The, and the, it's like you've worn a mask before. It's fun for a little bit, and then it gets fucking annoying. And you want to kind of like scratch it. They don't need it. They're like taking it off, and they're taking it off for the um, for the reasons that we said, right? So it's like masks off because because what are you going to do, right? It's like um, the trap door is closing, right? Like I've trapped animals before, you know, like um, there was a, an adorable kitten outside, you know, of, of, of my house. And I spent a week trying trying to get him. And I was like, I was like calling, I thought it was a girl time. I was like, oh, baby, blah, 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 blah. I'm staying up till four in the morning trying to get this. And then, but when I finally got the cat, like a week later, like I wasn't calling him baby girl. I was just like, you pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't speak for, you know, they don't have to treat you nice anymore. Um, so it's just, I, w- I would just, it's a, it's a, like an annoying distinction, but, um, yeah, we're going to make annoying distinctions on this show. You can believe that. Um, that's, that, that's a, that's the, what we're saying with the, with this libertarian thing that like, there's this idea right. that if you just, if you, if you expose the regime, then pretty soon it'll go away. Like, it's like, yeah. I, I, how does this calculus work? Like, what makes you think that it's, well, Describe to me how exposing the regime will make it go away. It, it, the more exposed it is, the worse it will get. Because as it's exposing itself, it has to get increasingly more and more overt about the totalitarianism and the lockdown and the crackdown and the, the crushing of dissenters. And there's this, like, are, are people under the impression that it's going to reach a point where people are just going to, like, rise up and throw it off or something like what, what are you what how do you foresee this happening how do you like i, I want to ask I sh- we should get malice on this and i want to talk to him and i want to say like what through what mechanism do you yeah. see yeah well, let me, us let winding me, up at, at this anarchist position i'm gonna text Malice. i'll be back I'm gonna, <laughs> no keep talking i'm texting now see if we can get him on this bitch. i mean i could I, I i could i could text him if if i need to that's so that's so uh, that's i'm sorry that's amazing to me i'm gonna i'm gonna chances I'm gonna are he won't like reply It'll like, yeah, because okay. he, he replies like one one time out of 10 because he's a busy guy and lots of people are texting him. But right. But still, like, yeah, no, I'm just going to act like I'm not impressed with that. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> That's the last time I'm going to say it's amazing. <laughs> now I will be utterly unimpressed. Yeah, these, right, these are, we should get mouse on here. These are the perks of, yeah, of, of winding up on a show, like backdooring your way into a into a show like Wealth, Power and Influence. You just kind of get mad. What the fuck are you talking to me, buddy? <laughs> 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 this is the future Wealth, Power and Influence. All uh, right. So the, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Finish that thought. It's interesting. Cause I, I want to answer that question. Like you were saying, we should get malice on here and ask him that and ask him like how he sees, like he's, he's constantly talking about like his, the, the white pill that he's white pilled. And I like, I'm, I'm white pilled, but for, I can see for a different reason than he is. He has mm-hmm. this, this, this vision that like, he, he's always talking about how things are great and they're just going to get better because the regime is losing its credibility and the mask is slipping. And like, I, like, I don't, I don't, understand what he again i come back to this meme where it's like step one yada 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 step two question mark step three profit i don't understand mm-hmm. your step two what's in that step two and i i kind of i'm afraid we're just on other other shows where he's kind of had this conversation i, I he kind of is like well i don't know how it's going to happen i just am confident it's going to and well, okay all right i mean i i suppose like that's it just, it just doesn't make for a very interesting conversation but like yeah i I, I kind of want to figure that out too, because I'm 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 look I'm just looking around like like I say, I was, in in I'm not I'm not convinced to the contrary, but 
Sunday, I was, I was just a thousand percent convinced that within five years, like, it's gonna it's gonna be as dystopian as you could possibly imagine. Or it like that's has not the, out of the realm of possibility. It has the right. I'm just I'm just trying to like like um, accept the idea that that's within the realm of possibility. You know, um, like I, the the thing I usually default to is just like what do I hope, what do I think, and what do I fear, and I try to like reconcile all those things depending. Um, and yeah, fear and think are starting to really really blend lately, especially after reading that, because when I read that Times article, I, 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 I hope I, I, get, I don't know, unless I was just like reading too much into everything that we're, you know, talking about from like the angles that it was written from. It's like, man, that does not portend well for the future. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it, it just kind of, you just see how fast things have changed over the course of the year. Uh, I'm going to turn this around to something quasi hopeful in a second, but you know, it's just, you know how, like prior to like 2020 or even during 2020, I guess you, you kind of have this, um, you kind of have this idea that like you could just walk around and you could wear like a t-shirt that says, yeah, fuck the government, man, you know, and just be kind of fine, walk by a cop and whatever. And he might just give you, ah, oh, you rascal, or he doesn't really give a fuck. Or he's like, yeah, fuck the government. Also, I agree with you. That feeling's going away, I would say. Um, and there, you know, there are countries that, um, and if you, if you ever like talk to people from those countries, you know, in a hypothetical situation, you know, they would say, ah, this is why your country is so great. You can wear a shirt that says fuck government and my country is never possible. Right. Um, and our country can be is never possible to wear fuck government shirt very fucking quickly, you know, and then a whole list of things worse than that uh, that fall off very quickly. And it just it just want to acknowledge that that is possible. And like, I think part of the show is going to be, you know, maybe discussing and figuring out together what's our best shot for having that not happen. Right. right? But to that end, um, observing human behavior, I am kind of seeing more and more that even in the progressive hell that I live in, it seems that some people are at the very least. And again, I don't know what this is worth. Just like, just like you're saying, like, what's it, you know, people wake up. Okay. What, you know, um, I don't know how many need to wake up or like what the equation is, but I am seeing people kind of seem like they're sick of at least some things, you know, I'm watching like the CNN anchor, you know, with two masks on now, um, you know, talking about how dangerous it is or these Super Bowl people to, to, to not be masked, dear God, you know, um, what was the what was the image I sent you just before we went live of the it was like the the mayor of Tampa or something like that or I don't know who it was oh, some, yeah, some no, chick in Florida. No, yeah, well that's that's the thing. Also, you, you know that like Florida is barely the United States, and certainly like the further south, it's like that's not America. So like I'm I'd be stunned if people in South Florida are really was like come on, no one no one's I don't think people are double masking in South Florida. I just, yeah, but, and, this, I, and this chick, this government official there is saying, she says that we are going to identify the people who are at the football game, at the Super Bowl, and we're going right. to hold them responsible. The people who were there, not, I, I don't even, I don't know if she said like not masked or something, because like there was, a, there was mask mandates. Every single person that I saw there was wearing a mask, except for the, mm -hmm. you know, the guys on the, all the, 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 the 22 guys on the field who were all like mashing into each other and rolling around on the ground and like breathing on each other as hard as they could. Those guys weren't wearing yeah. masks, but cause, cause, right. cause COVID actually is, is it, it's very respectful of the sidelines. It knows that 
during the game that you're not actually supposed to go onto the field if you're not one of the players. So it's very respectfully stays on the sidelines. Um, but then, right. and then after the game, even more, you know, just it's, after the game, it doesn't even, it just, it just doesn't show up anywhere. You can just kind of go wherever you want. So, but this chick is like, she says, we're going to, we're going to identify the people who are attending this event and we're going to hold them accountable. What the, what does that mean? Hold them accountable what in like? what sense? Yeah. How do you, how do you, you know expect I mean? this to work out? I don't understand what the, we get back to the same meme again. What's your step two? I don't understand your step two. I see, I see where you're at step one, and I see that you want to get to step three, but I don't understand what you're going to do for step two. Right, and I, I know that I know that there is there's some utility in um, you know public opinion or, or 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 whatever. So I just I don't know what percent of the population needs to. Um, needs to like think or feel a certain way or become vocal or have it be part of the prevailing opinion. Um, but I just, I just have this idea just from the universe, just as like a, like a witchy crystals person that I'm not really into crystals, but just, just for the sake of argument, I just feel in the universe that there's a lot of people out there. Most of them just going along to get along. That's fine. I go along and get along too. In many ways, I just freak the fuck out about it also. But like, um, it just feels like a lot of people think that this is just kind of bullshit. Everything that's just sort of going on. I don't know what worth that has. And I know that they're much more quiet than like, well, me, but more importantly than being more quiet than me. They're, they're more quiet than like, you know, um, all the people with like the opinions indistinguishable from the CIA, um, <laughs> Those people, the people who read the Time article and take it like literally and will repeat it to you like after they've heard someone else like interpret it um, on NPR or something. Or, oh, fuck me. I was trying to be hopeful. Um, but those people, like those people generally are just like louder, right? And they're just more – and they're echoed by, you know, the mainstream media and they're echoing the mainstream media, of course. But I just – I know there's people out there, right, that just see this lady with like two masks on and they're just like, you know, I was wearing a mask. Uh, just to, I don't know, make you, help you out, feel better. I'm busy, you know, I mean, I'm just going to put on a mask. But, like, you're wearing two, watching the Super Bowl, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just all this shit that I hate. I'm watching a game that I like, and then every commercial is just something that I can't stand, mostly because it just is, it is relaying that it can't stand who I am, right, that it hates me, like the rest of media, which I've been avoiding but I'm watching the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. There's I guy, know that there's those people out there. There's this guy, Larry O'Connor. He's a, I think he's a guy. He's like from Breitbart or something like that. He actually at the studio that we uh, used to do the show at in Culver City. He was in there all the time. I ran into him and talked to him a few times. And he uh, he's a conservative radio show host. And he said something like he goes, this is, you know, yet another year where the I, I didn't understand the Super Bowl halftime show at all. Like it doesn't, it didn't appeal to me. I had no idea what was happening. I did. It was just completely not for my, it was not targeted at my demographic at all. And he said, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm still basically like the Super Bowl's target demographic. And then I, I, I quote tweeted and I said, you're not the Super Bowl halftime shows demographic. That's like you, this is what you have to understand. These people despise you. They detest you. They are right. taking over every one of your institutions so they can push you out and then use the institution to crush you. This is their explicit purpose. They've told you that this is what they're doing. They've told you how they're going to do it. They've put all of that out there. And yet somehow there's still this. I think it goes to the 
it goes to like the 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 kind of like the naivete of the 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 simplicity of the heart of the standard conservative or something like that where they just they just want to believe that you know these are these ultimately at the end of the day we can sit down we can have a, a conversation and we can you know we can just work everything out and everything will be good we'll finally come to an agreement we'll sacrifice a little bit on our side they'll sacrifice a little bit on their side and everything will everything will be great you know this is like you don't think that's how it's gonna work no no it's it's not no not even some not even some not even some it won't even remotely come close to working like that and so this is what i don't get with people like the people who who see like like so like i'm optimistic about what's going to happen but it's because i'm expecting very very different things than someone like say malice or you know what i presume at least like this idea that i, I get the idea that the, that people like malice or like other people like this that they think that you know people do like wising up people starting to understand and see what's going on is going to lead them to just opting out or something like they're just not going to participate anymore and i don't i don't see how that is going to make the 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 state go away i don't see how that's like the fewer people who participate the more they get to do whatever they want the fewer right. people participating the more like unleashed they are to just do whatever until people start rebelling in some way. But then once people start rebelling, that's when they can, that's when they get crushed. If you openly attack the state on its face, that's the best way to get the worst version of the state. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, I want to understand, I'm being sincere. I want to understand how these people, not just that, Oh, I think that people are going to, it's going to get better. Or like people are, I believe in the human spirit, like all these kinds of things. Like I, I agree with that. I have a specific vision of kind of how I expect things to go based on history and that's sort of the purpose of the show but i i i i, under, I, I see these people who who i i suspect would not favor the potential solutions that i see but who also are optimistic and they think that somehow something better is going to come and i want to know what that something better is and what the what, what the the steps are to that something better because it sure isn't going to be anything like people just deciding that they're going to be libertarians or people just deciding that they don't want to participate in the state anymore or anything like that. It's, it's just, you can just kind of, you can run through these things and, and project where things are going to go. You can project what's going to happen. I mean, ultimately you're going to get something like say from California, you're going to get people who are fleeing California. They're going to, they're going to head like the Bay area. They're going to get out of the Bay area. And I think people are never going to flee LA. It's LA is going to stay LA for a long time. It would have to get just really, really, really bad for people to leave LA. And I don't, I don't think it'll actually get that bad. Like we're talking like Mad Max type of stuff for people to leave LA. That won't ever happen. But other parts of California, definitely, I could see. But then the people who are leaving are all the people who might want to have a better California. So California is just going to get worse. Those people who are leaving are going to go somewhere else. So the idea that California is going to get really bad and they're going to go somewhere else and somewhere else is going to get really good. And then it's just going to be great. But then the people who go somewhere else where they're trying to create something good, those are going to be the targets for ensuring that it doesn't get too good. That's what going to, that's all the energy and effort and every stuff is going to be focused on those areas. So that, so like right now people are like, Oh, Texas is turning into a purple state. So we need to go to you know Wyoming or, you know, South Dakota or, you know, whatever. Well, all of those places have are I, just I now both of those places to you. What's that? Have I mentioned both of those places to you? Because... Well, those, those are the places that, that we've talked about. Like, those are potential okay. options for us. We just have to try to get over the, the issue of the snow because, like, we, we dealt with the snow. We don't really want to go back to it. We really like the sunshine. But anyway, so, but like, so, so Wyoming and 
South Dakota are today like what Texas was, I don't know, 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. as everyone floods into Texas and Texas gets bluer and bluer, then everyone from Texas is going to flood somewhere else. So maybe they go to maybe they go to 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 Florida and, you know, Florida just is like Ron DeSantis is a badass and things get better there. Just, but but this kind of gets me to the to, to my point. The Florida right now is kind of like the most competent Florida and South Dakota, are like the most competently run states in United States. And this is there's a little bit of damning with faint praise here, but no, but genuinely they they have been run significantly better than any of the other states around them. And it's going to attract a lot of people. They're going to get a lot of people. They're going to get a lot of both sides. They're going to get a lot of people who are both on like who are going to make the state worse. And a lot of people who might make the state better, but I guess partly part one selection pressure I just thought of here is that places that don't emphasize mask wearing are going to be attractive to people who are not inclined to wear masks. And so that the worst of the neo libs are likely not going to be attracted to something like that because they're going to think that it's going to be this disease ridden hellhole. Um, and I'm sure that people who live there are more than happy to let them keep thinking that. But ultimately, the reason why Florida and South Dakota are doing better than these other states is because their residents engaged in the political process and elected people who are willing to be competent, who are willing to do the things necessary, whatever bare minimum thing it is, to make sure that these states are better to live in than the other states around them. So I don't, I don't, point. I don't, I don't understand how you reconcile saying no, no, don't participate in the political process. There's no answers to be found in politics, and also everything's going to get better. I, like. I don't understand how things are going to get better without people participating in the political process. Does that does that yeah. ring does that resonate in any way? Yeah, I well, yeah, no, I that's a very fair point. That was kind of our underlying point with the whole Trump thing, I think. Right. It wasn't it wasn't that Trump was going to um save us from damnation in any way, and I don't think we had um I mean, I had some delusions about what he was, but that, those were just sexual. Um, but like, you didn't have any delusions about like, you know, about who he was or anything like that. Um, but seriously, it was like, yeah, Donald Trump is, is not, is not the state. He's certainly not the libertarian savior. You know, like he's not, he's not going to put, um, you know, human action as mandatory, you know, reading in the third grade or anything along those lines. But it, it, it just, it feels like, it feels like what we're going through like right now was inevitable like it feels like right now maybe was going to be happening in like 2024 um instead it happened like right now and if there was just some way that um that he could have squeaked this out um that we would have had more time to prepare for the horrors that a lot of people knew were coming um so it's like this is presuming that we're we know what we're talking about, right? And this like people who are like saying stuff like this, like like if if you treat treat them as like um like a like a like a cat before a weather event, like that's us, right? right. Um, you can just kind of look at it. <laughs> cat before a weather event. They're like, they're like a dog before an earthquake. Yeah. The, the dog starts standing up and pacing around and whimpering, and he's kind of like uh yeah. uh uh yeah uh. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just like, my, my thing is, I think that there is going to be, there are going to be people in the, in the, in the country that at some point was like, you know, I think there might be an earthquake coming or happening right now. And, you know, just like, there might be on a delay. 
that's what gives me hope. Which is like, okay, maybe just like I don't know, maybe maybe we just like see stuff a little early because we have time to look. Because if you don't have time to look, man, you ain't gonna see anything. You know what I mean? I got time. I've had I've had time for like years. That that's the only reason like that I think that I can kind of see things happening be- before they do. But if you're not looking, you certainly aren't gonna find them. Um, and a lot of people don't have time because they're doing like productive things with their lives. So they're just like, uh, Fox News maybe because I hate everything else. Huh? Weird. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Fox News. Got to go to work. You know, that's and that's right. life for a lot right. of people. But like, so yeah, it's just like, okay, the earthquake was coming. Uh, it's here earlier. Okay. Um, and it's going to get worse earlier, I think, because of, uh, because of the political process. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think anyone who, who didn't, um, didn't see that, you know, Trump was going to buy him a little bit of time. I don't know. I, I like, I'm, I'm open to be proven wrong on that, but you know, whatever. Uh, I don't think I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, it's happening. It's happening. And I just, um, I just think you have to use anything that you can to, you know, wedge the chair against the door. Like, like, right. uh, like the, the other host of the show, Matthew Erickson, uh, said, um, <laughs> right. Anything that you can do. So if it's a political process, like, yes, look, uh, what's it, what's, uh, is Christy Nome the one that I like? Or is Christy no? Who's yeah. who's the terrible one? In, oh, Christy Nome's the one I like. Who's the terrible one in Minnesota? Uh, Whit Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, Gretchen. Oh yeah, man, that figures. Yeah. So yeah, Gretchen yeah, the wretch. Gretchen, good God. Um, there's no way out of a hundred subscribers, anyone's named fucking Gretchen, right? <laughs> Let alone a female. We have any female. There's no way we have a female subscriber who's Just not Amy. my mom or your wife or right. Amy's mom. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, yes, anything that would work. So yeah, the political process, because like at the very least, in, in, I don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. At the very least, I could flee to South Dakota, and life would be better there for I don't know how long until until whatever. But like, yes, um, the idea that. I somehow share the sensibilities um, of of people in South Dakota more so than other places, which, by the way, is mind boggling to me, but seems to be true. You know, um, I, I think that any anything that can be used um, to that end, then you have to use it. So, yeah, no, I don't think. Um, the idea of just disengaging with the political process entirely does anything but um, eliminate those very rare cases of principled. Um, I almost said principled conservatives. We got to figure out an- another word for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be not Dave Smith's bit with the Christian conservative thing, but I haven't seen Dave Smith with a King James Bible. Thank you, <laughs> listener. Thank you, listener. King James is the version of uh, the Bible that I read when I'm pissed. I just read Ecclesiastes uh, in in the King James version and i just i just go i just hit myself um but yeah you gotta use anything you can that's the long and short of it i might move to south dakota we have been uh real-time fact-checked it's not the uh, minnesota governor it's the michigan governor and and also also i have to give a shout out we have some other female listeners i have to give a shout out to my sweet sweet mother-in-law Rhonda, and her sister my aunt Connie. It's, a, it's actually kind of funny. This is a completely irrelevant thing that nobody else is going to care about. But um, Amy, Amy has a very, very small family and she has uh, three aunts and one of them is named Connie. 
and Connie is married to Mike. So she has an Aunt Connie and an Uncle Mike. I have an absolutely massive family, and I have an Aunt Connie and an Uncle Mike. So now I have two Aunt Connies and two Uncle Mikes. This has been your irrelevant fact for the day. So anyways. And so for the supporting listeners, in the future, we will diagram Matthew's family tree. Oh, God. Family tree. Oh, God. <laughs> well, have Amy do it. She'll enjoy that. <laughs> uh, that was part of her when we when she was first we first started dating before we got married. She had to like go to these family birthday parties that I would have that are massive. They're like 50 plus people at a we, we do family birthday parties every month. It's just a monthly birthday party for all of the people who have a birthday in that month. We all get together and celebrate at the same time. We sing happy birthday to 12 different people all at the same time. And so, so poor Amy, who came from having a family of six, she had to go into this family where she had to try to memorize all their names and there's all these different kids and everything. And she did just an absolutely admirable job because she is amazing. And I married up by far. But anyway, so you said, you said something really great there that basically politics is not the answer, but that doesn't mean that politics doesn't have answers. There are answers to be found through the political system. You need to use every tool that's at your disposal. At your disposal, you just need to make sure that you're using the right tool in the right way. And that's part of why we wanted to start this show so that we could try to get people thinking about this type of thing in a different in a different sort of a way. I was going to talk about. I wanted to say that um, that the uh, I, I wanted to talk about Dave Rubin and his his you know he's he's red pilling and he's basically saying the same thing that we've been saying. He's red pilling even more. I wanted to talk about that and then use that as an illustration for going into um, the separation of church and state. But we're running long here, so I'm going to save that for Wednesday. On Wednesday, we'll talk about why separation of church and state is a lie. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to go into talking about the purpose behind the show, why we decided to start the show, and what we're hoping to accomplish with it. And so we kind of addressed that already. Well, yes, obviously we want to, we want to sell stuff through Steven. So, and receive gifts. So if you, uh, if you guys have any, uh, anything that you want to give us money, we'll talk about it. I don't care what it is. You <laughs> give me some money and I'll talk about whatever you want on this show. And, uh, that's, that's, that's how we're going to turn into the Joe Rogan experience. So, <laughs> so the, uh, that's the question mark. That's right. The question that's mark. the question mark. That's the question mark. <laughs> Step two, <laughs> talk about anything you'll give me money for, and then we will be the Joe Rogan experience. That's really just about everything he does. <laughs> so, yeah, Wyman says, if I send you $17, will you know what to talk about? Yes, yes, I'll know what to talk about if you send me $17. <laughs> okay, so so what is the king pill? The the king pill basically is, um, it's, it's it's kind of a, it's sort of a catchy little term that that we coined to encapsulate kind of this whole idea that it's it's it starts with the nature of man with the nature of mankind how humans are wired the way that human beings are 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 mimetic that we we naturally mimic people and you get the jordan peterson the 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 hierarchies and the people who transcend hierarchies and then the hierarchies of hierarchies and you get the iconic guy you get the hero you get the 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 um what does he call it the archetypes humans are an archetypal species we 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 think and 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 believe and, and and operate in archetypes there's a reason that that every single political system of all time trends toward uh, a single powerful man at the top. There's a reason that the president started out as explicitly not a king and has basically become a king. It's because this is hardwired in the human psyche. 
the the idea of it's of the model of the family. The family is is basically uh, the ideal form of the family is ba this is kind of something that might get me deleted off of here, but the basic form of the family is the the the, the king at the head with the, and it's like a benevolent dictatorship. Oh boy. And yep. <laughs> the, and this 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 has been the, the like the, the the form of like every family of every every human society of all time. And it's the the, the a government, uh, an organization, all of these things all are just like scaled up um, extrapolations of the form of the family. So every um, every company has a CEO, and basically, so like as Moldbug points out, basically every single thing that you consume was produced by a monarchy. If you drive a car, that car was created by a monarchy. You called it a corporation mm -hmm. with a CEO. If you you know went to Burger King, that burger was created for you and sold to you by a monarchy. These these uh, a corporation the corporate model is is basically built off the model of the monarchy and obviously there's all kinds of different different you know idiosyncrasies and things you can say but but I'm speaking very like fifty thousand foot view here so it's it's inevitable that we're going to wind up with some form of something that resembles a monarchy this is the there's there's three different forms of government you can have rule by one rule by a few or rule by many and Rule by many always winds up with rule by few. And the rule by few typically winds up in a position where the many turn to the one to take out the few. This is just the, the trend of history. History cycles through this over and over and over again. And it's like each time we cycle through it, we develop new technology and new knowledge and new information. And we build and build and build and we keep cycling back to the same thing. But we're coming back to the same thing with a tweak, with a little bit of a change. So... A Republican, like Republicanism, the, the form of a republic, was a was a new technology that was conceived of after. I mean, it was it was it was you know back in the in in um, uh, what do you call it, Greece, and you had the Roman Republic. But the the whole limited government republic, constitutional republic, was was more or less like a new technology that was introduced around the the beginning of America, and we see what happened with it. We went from constitutional republic with an ostensibly limited government to effectively like an oligarchical, a pseudo monarchy with the most massive government in history over the space of, you know, a couple of few centuries. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. This is this is something this is an expression of human psychology. Human psychology is building toward this point. So for that reason, we happen to believe that it's better to act according to what is real rather than what we want to be real. So what is real is that humans naturally organize themselves in something approximating a monarchy. And we're trending in that direction. And what is better, and in each situation you want to ask not what is the ideal result, but what is the possible result with what I have in front of me? What are the most likely results based on what I have in front of me? So as you operate on that basis within each situation, you want to be looking toward the long-term goal. And the long-term goal is ultimately that we're going to wind up, for better or worse, we're going to wind up with some sort of a monarchical, monarchical um, arrangement. And, and there's, as I've kind of gone into already, there's good reasons for that. Another good reason is... Ultimately, because that's the model of 
of the relationship of Christ to his church, the relationship of Christ to his people. This is something that's baked into the psychology of, of people. And if you're not a Christian, if you don't buy into the Christian narrative, stick around because part of the part of the goal through here throughout all of this is going to be to demonstrate why the Christian story is a meta truth. So even if the the literal narrative leave, leave aside whether or not the literal narrative is true. I happen to believe it is, but leave that aside. The truth that's that's contained with it, if it was a fictional story, the truths contained within it would still lead you to the same conclusion. They should still lead you to the same conclusion. You can draw out from it the exact same truth that you get if you apply the the, the actual scenario. I know that kind of sounds confusing, but it's just something that that we want to elaborate on as we go through this, as we go through these these various episodes and we talk about these subjects. So that's kind of the first thing. That's 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 the the the, the purpose behind the title, the, the the king pilled, and it's kind of just catchy. It's it's clickbaity. So then. Practical call to action. What what can you do? What can we what what do we want to stimulate you to do? Because we do want to stimulate you. We want to stimulate you to what? Big time. Big time. Yeah, bigly. We want to stimulate you bigly. We want you to to our our primary call to action is that you need to make yourself the best version of yourself. You need to become the king of your own life. You need to maximize your lifestyle as if your life depends upon it because it does. Our goal is to is, is if if we want to change the world, if we want to see a better world, if we want to see a more competently organized world f- with peace and stability and and um I, I, justice and 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 justice for all. If we want a world like that, it's going to start with each one of us, with each one of us taking control of our own lives and taking control of our own communities, taking control of our own families. And to do that, we have to be in optimal condition. We have to have our mind sharp. We have to have our body sharp. And we have to make sure that we are, are acting, again, in the world that is and not the world that we imagine to be. There's a little technicality here in that it's not possible for us to actually know the objective reality because by definition, our perspective is subjective, but ignore that. Forget, forget. I just said that we want to act in the world that we actually have. This is the, the, the mold buggy and observation of formalism that, that the, the goal is to relate to um, power as it actually is constructed rather than as it pretends to be constructed. So the New York times pretends that it's a private newspaper that just, you know, just like covers has journalists and just gets access and covers stuff and tells stories and whatever and passes on the news. But if you were, to, if the if the U.S. federal government was to nationalize the New York Times tomorrow and make it the, um, you know, the 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 Ministry of Truth or make it the 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 government department of propaganda, the New York Times mission statement wouldn't change one bit. How they acted would not change one bit. So. In theory, the New York Times is a private company that um, tells the news and is either in cahoots with or in um, in opposition to the government, depending on what's going on. In practice, the New York Times is effectively a part of the government, literally a part of the government. In theory, there's three co-equal branches between the judiciary, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. 
in practice, the legislative branch does basically nothing. The executive branch does basically everything, and the judiciary basically exists just to reinforce the other two. This is just how how it's worked out in practice. Conservatives will scream to the till they're blue in the face about the Constitution. This is how it's set up. It's a republic. You know, every time they, they'll see a lib talk about our democracy, they'll say it's not a democracy. It's a republic. And I used to fall into that. I used to get caught in that because I'm like, look, it's actually a republic. If you sit down and you read the Federalist Papers, blah, 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 blah. in practice, it's a democracy. That's how that's because the majority of people who participate in it believe that it's a democracy. It's effectively a democracy. That's how it functions. Furthermore, people say democracy. Oh, well, 51 percent, 49 percent. That's not what a democracy means. Listen to the way that people use the word. They're not talking about majority rule. When they talk about democracy, they mean representative government. And further, they mean representative government that does what's best for the people. And what does what's best for the people mean? It means what the experts say is best for the people. So democracy is government conducted for the people according to what the experts believe should be done for the people. This is the meaning. If you actually listen to the way that they use the word and the way they talk about it, this is what democracy means. So this is if you... I mean, really, you could if you if you didn't want to read, didn't want to listen to any of our our shows here. All you could do is just sit down and read the Machiavellians, Defenders of Freedom by James Burnham. If you list, if you read, listen to that book, that would that would basically put you right where we are. That'll that'll red pill you more than just about anything. As long as you can wade through the first, I don't know, first several couple, chapters. First couple chapters, yeah, 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 yeah. The first couple chapters are, are kind of rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, if you look at what's going on in the comments, like, when we started talking about the, the logos and Christ and the archetypes and all that stuff, um, like, the people who are talking in the comments, I'm very confident we could have an ideal society with. You know what I mean? Right. But when it's, when it's the amount of that's, – that, that's, not, that's not the world. You know what I mean? We, we, could, uh, we could have um, an ideal society with, with those people and, you know, some of their friends and stuff like that, and they're all oriented – towards the good or they're oriented towards Christ. They're oriented towards something that um, allows a foundation to have this ideal society that everyone, um, you know, speaks of. We also need the protection of like a major army. We could be like, um, like, yeah, well, uh, anyway, some countries in Europe and North America, but, um, but uh, yeah, when you were talking about democracy, democracy here, um, this is uh, one of the, Carlisle is pretty interesting um, in Moldbug's talk, talks about him a lot, but um, there's Oh, you're really two... trying to get us deleted now. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I'm not getting to that one. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some things by Carlisle that... <laughs> okay, this is all I'm saying about Carlisle with his 20th century predictions. All right, one, the 20th century would be a century of democracy in which the political center moved consistently to the left. And this is... He's setting this in... 18 something, I guess. Civil, civil right? War, approximately. Yeah. Um, all right. So, again, I'm going to repeat that. <laughs> the 20th century would be a century of democracy in which the political center moved consistently to the left. Two, it would be a century of murder, misery, <laughs> tyranny, and anarchy. <laughs> anarchy, like the way that people, like the rest of the world, use the word anarchy, I'm guessing. Um, I don't believe it's tyranny and anarchy suddenly meaning everyone has an ideal society and they can do anything they want. And they choose to do the right thing. On. Okay. Uh, again, two, it would be a century of murder, misery, tyranny, and anarchy 
enormous megatherions, ugly as were ever born of mud. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's he's got a, a, that's he's got a catchy voice. The end path of, of of democracy. Right. The guy the guy identified to, to, for him to predict that because that was not at all what most people were predicting in that around that time frame. That wasn't what most people expected. Um, but he he predicted it. He he very accurately predicted what the 20th century would look like. And so then you say, okay, well, what is it? What does it take to make accurate predictions? To make accurate predictions, you have to have an accurate view of the world. You have to have an accurate grasp. You have to have a full understanding of what's happening around you. Once you do that, then you can predict the future. You can you can accurately you know, foretell what's coming. And if you can foretell what's coming, it informs you for the way that you behave and way that you the way that you act. Ultimately, if we if we want to see the world that we want to see, if we want to see it come to pass, we have to create it ourselves. There's no one who's going to come create it for us. We have to do that. And in order to do that, we have to have the means to do that. Means is just another word for power. We have to have power. And there's a specific formula for power. And it starts with recognizing how the world works, recognizing how politics works. Because because politics is kind of what the other subject I want to go into that we'll talk about on, on, on Wednesday, which is po politics and religion are the same thing. This is the same subject. This is the it, it runs on the exact same infrastructure in your in the operating system of your brain. It's all the exact same thing. Politics and religion are just every state that has to, I'm going to get into it a little bit. Every state that has to govern will develop a religion through which it can govern because it needs a, a mechanism to to both ensure loyalty and to identify non-believers or identify heretics, which are the, the ultimate threats. So every state will create a religion and every religion naturally winds up operating effectively as some type of a state because it needs to it needs to 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 uh, enforce its that's a strong word I don't mean enforce but it basically it needs to enforce its values upon the world around it because a religion is a, is a way of engaging with the world around you so so politics and, and and religion are just they they they're they're the exact they're just two words or two perspectives on the exact same phenomenon so to 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 change the world to create the type of world that we want to live in. It begins in number one in our own lives, and once you've 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 uh, set yourself, once you've set your trajectory, because you, there, there's no use in in comparing yourself to an ideal, because you're just going to make yourself depressed, and it doesn't give you any. Uh, it, it, that's not the way that you that you hack your that you hack into your own psychology. What you want to do is you want to compare yourself to yesterday and identify your trajectory, see which direction you're heading. Once if you if you can optimize your trajectory, this is a whole like success motivation thing, whatever, a little bit, do a little bit better each day and you get compound interest and you get this thing where you have two lines that are going along parallel and they diverge just slightly. And at first they're really close to each other, but you go on a long enough timeline and they're going to be super far apart. So you want to be optimizing yourself every day with your own behavior, with your own mind. You want to be focusing your mind on what's real and on what's true, because that's that's practically speaking, that's the best way to live the best life, to be the most engaged with reality. And then you need to understand how other people act because humans are a social species. We're a mimetic species. We act like like a hive mind. We act like bees or like ants where there's some sort of force that governs us, that drives us, that motivates us. 
It's a metaphysical force that we can't necessarily put our fingers on, but we can recognize its impact. It's like, kind of like the wind. Like you can see that the wind is blowing. You don't necessarily know what the wind is or where it's coming from, but you can see the effects of it as it blows through the leaves. So there's, there's something that governs us. There's something that guides us. What is that thing and how can we understand it and how can we use it? Because ultimately bringing about the world that you want to live in involves manipulating other people. It involves using other people. And that sounds dirty. That sounds kind of scummy or, or it makes people uncomfortable, but it makes us uncomfortable because we know how effective it is. And, and effectively, if you're trying to change the world in a positive way, what that means is you're trying to manipulate people for their own best interests. And someone's, someone might say, oh, that's what the commies are doing. Well, exactly, because they know how to, they know how the world works. This is all that we're doing all the time. Every single person, you're constantly going out and manipulating other people through whether you're trying to get them to buy your stuff or trying to get them to, to believe in, the, in the, the, the political party you want them to believe in or whether you're trying to convince them that this movie was actually good and not bad or try to get them to like the music, the, whatever. In all of these cases, you are trying to manipulate people's perception. You're trying to, to present them the ju just the right type of data to get them to make the decision that you want them to make. So we, to, to do this, then we need to know both how this works and how to use it to our advantage to create the world that we want to live in. And, and, and all of this within the context of this understanding of how monarchy is baked into human psychology and how politics and religion are effectively the exact same thing. And that ultimately, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you believe in the Bible or not, Christ is king. If you operate with that, with that, uh, how would you say it? If you, if you use that, um, that, that application, if you use that framework, you will be successful. Whether or not that framework is literally true is irrelevant. If you act as if it's true, it will have the exact same outcome as if it was actually true and you acted as if it's true. It's just something about the human psychology. It's the way that humans are wired. So that future affects the past. <laughs> future proves past. Uh, okay. Um, so anyways, that was, a, that was, a, that was a to, tol to tolerate statist education or to allow their children to be trained thereby means to renounce power in society, to renounce their children, and to deny Christ's lordship over all of life. This is this is interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. R.J. Rush doing that's good. Yep, yep, okay. yep, yep. There can be no good character in civil government if there is none in the people. You cannot make a good omelet with bad eggs. Yep. Rush Dooney is exactly, that's exactly the, the we're, we're, we're blending the world of Moldbug and Rush Dooney, effectively. That's, that's kind of the purpose of this show. Most people don't know who either of those people are, but that's... If we were pitching the show in L.A., it would be like, all right, Moldbug meets Rush Dooney. And people say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what language are you speaking? <laughs> but that's, so that's, that's, that basically is kind of in a nutshell. That's the purpose of King Pill. That's why we decided to start doing this. This was really... I was just like having conversation with Steven, and he kept saying, you need to just start getting on video and talking about this stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'll do it eventually. And finally, he basically just kind of held a gun to my head and forced me to do this. And, you know, so now you, know, you created a monster. So now you have to deal with it. So we're going right. to be, uh, be growing this show um, to the extent that we can without uh, – we're going to – again, yeah. we're going to test that 
that that that uh, that dynamic. How far can we get the show grown before we get ourselves canceled? Before we get a respectable amount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can we get canceled before we get a respectable amount of subscribers? It is going to be in audio format in you know places that podcasts exist at some point. But uh, we figure it'll just be annoying for we'll just be annoying for a while and just do it on on YouTube and stream it in video when people don't don't want it. Deliberately but, uh, cap our own audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. what it comes down to, if we're, if we're being honest, what it comes down to is that before we get it out onto a, onto like an, an audio platform like Libsyn or, you know, get it onto the Apple podcast and all that, we wanted to get a logo knocked, like nailed down. I mean, you look, if you look on our YouTube channel right now, there's no logo. It's just this big K because we're yeah. just, I mean, we're both busy guys and then we're kind of just a little lazy when it comes to that kind of thing. So we're we're sort of both like waiting for the other one to do something and one of us will do something and kind of push the ball forward a little bit. And then we'll kind of twiddle our thumbs for a week and like, Oh, you know, we should do something about that. We should, we should try to get that set up. So, Meanwhile, so we have like three guests lined up and he's just casual and just like, yeah, if we get malice on here, it's just like our the icons of fucking K. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. Well the audio it's like the audio. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you like when it goes to iTunes? <laughs> Anyway, Malice. I wonder what Malice has to say. We'll get Malice, Hotep Jesus on here, too. No? Yeah? <laughs> we'll get Hotep Jesus on here, too. This will be a conversation that he really enjoys. We'll have a, we'll have a good talk with him. Um, oh but, yeah, so we were talking about – we were logo. coming up with ideas for, for the logo today and kind of putting together some stuff. So we'll get that out here before too long. And, and once we've done that, once we get the uh, – yeah, once we get that, then we'll basically be ready to roll. And we'll get, we'll get everything posted up on audio as well so you guys can get that. And uh, – yeah, that's kind of I don't know. I think that was about that, all I had for that's today. Where I, that's where I finally um, get my debate with Dave Smith on Lions of Liberty for exactly platform for platforming white, white supremacists. Yeah, and uh, something about he's a he's a is he a pipeline? He's a pipeline. He's a pipeline for uh, something alt right into the L. Dave Smith is a pipeline for alt right into the LP, and I firmly believe that, and I challenge him. I'm not saying this just so we can, um, you know, get a platform to. And he's, to grow and he's the teaming up with Hotep Jesus because they're trying to bring the they're trying to bring white nationalists into the LP. Yes. that's that's the purpose of his partnership with with Hotep Jesus. Like Maj Ture. Exactly, the 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 classic of all white supremacists. Yes. Um, so uh, Joaquin says, "Define king pill." That's actually a we good question. We just did that, man. Didn't yeah. We? Well, I, I am assuming what he wants. Minutes? I'm assuming what he wants oh, is me to oh, get it into a sentence. Oh, he wants something pithy. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to get that because like malice, malice is the king of getting things down into this pithy little little saying. So he's got like his pithy little thing for working. the cathedral and the pithy little thing for um, the red pill and all this stuff. So so we're yeah. working on coming up with a pithy way to communicate it because ultimately we'll need that for like the for like the intro. We're gonna have like a cool little produced intro and all that kind of business. So we'll come up yeah. with with better stuff. I do have things battling like rolling around rolling around in my head uh but but yeah yeah i think there's a couple directions we could go with it but yeah it, it could be a really tight sentence what we're going to do is we're going to uh distill all the sentences that we've made about it um over thousands of years in various languages and keep distilling them into this meta sentence that's going to ring true um in, in a millennia <laughs> <laughs> Wyman says that King Pilled is understanding that Christ is king. Yeah, that that is understanding that Christ is king, but I, I that doesn't communicate it I was thinking that too. for me. Yeah, I, I was I was I was thinking that too that like like there's like a there's going to be there's going to be layers to that. 
I do like I, I like the king pill thing for, for the possibility of, of the layers and, you know, what it would mean to someone on its face and then someone who just like, oh, yeah, I'm in the secret society. I know what you're really – you know what I mean? It's just, I, I, I do like the, the potential for that. But, yeah, we there, there is a perfect sentence out there. there is we'll, a perfect we'll come up with there. it. You you can submit it. You can submit your 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 ideas to us. You can tweet me at RealKingPilled or tweet him at Messina Inc. Give us a, yeah. give us a shout out or or post it in the comments. What tell us what you think the uh, if you put if you understand yeah. what King Pilled is and you you you've got a good idea for a pithy sentence for it, throw it into the uh, into the comments or tweet it at us and and we'll most likely ignore most of what you say and not incorporate them. But if one but of you does say something that we really get, liked, then you'll get going to get mud water. Right. Right. And if and if you don't win, don't worry, you can still get Mud Water Water, our first official sponsor, um, by going to mudwater.com, promo code white male, where you can become a five percent owner. Automatically. Is that what Dave did? <laughs> Is that why he platforms white supremacists? Oh right, yeah, that's right. Yes, Dave Smith did that. I'm gonna keep talking shit about Dave until he debates me on Lions of Liberty. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again for this. Uh, once again, if you could if you could like this video, share the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, Matt at Real King Pilled, Stephen at Messina Inc. and uh, and then Jason as well. Jason will be back on again. He's had to, he had to take a little bit of time away, but he's been in our in our group chat. We've been talking with him, and he'll be back again. And I honestly, I don't remember what his what his Twitter handle is. It's like Citadel six oh five or something like that. We'll I'll throw it in the in the in the show notes. You can follow him as well. And if he ever decides to get back on social media, um, but <laughs> I actually he's on he's on Instagram. That's probably where you want to follow him again. He likes he he he, uh, he likes to pose for the gram. Uh, he's, 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 he's I mean honestly he's good at it. Like if I was that good at it, then I probably would too. So I don't really hold it against him. But he's uh, he's dealing with his kid. His kid's like an absolutely kick-ass wrestler, and he's like like best in the state or something like that. So he's dealing with a lot of wrestling tournaments right now. But uh, he'll be back again in the future, and we'll have a uh, we'll have a nice little three-way. But anyways, thank you uh, thank you guys for 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 joining us here. This has been King Pilled. I am Matt, and that is the other host, Steve. <laughs> Later, guys.